Kung Lee fights like he's from a video game. The Vietnamese-American kickboxer entered MMA and quickly garnered attention with his elite-level striking that helped him capture the Strike Force Middleweight Championship. This attention crossed over to the Hollywood screen as he also acted in a few major films. But once he got to the UFC, he was unsuccessful on his run to the title. So how good was Kung Lee actually? Hey guys, it's Keon and today we're going to talk about Kung Lee. He was a fighter that I loved watching back in the day and I was so excited when the UFC announced that they signed him. But as much hype as there was for his debut with the promotion due to how good Kung looked in Strike Force, he didn't live up to it, but he definitely did have his moments. So in this video, we're going to take a look at all that to understand how good he really was. As always, shout out to the undisputed members of my Patreon. You can get early access, a shout out, and video to the Keon Kamara podcast if you sign up now. Plus, all the money from my Patreon goes to charity. Now let's get to it. The longtime kickboxer and Kung Lee made his debut in MMA on March 10th, 2006 at the age of 33. His first fight was in Strike Force and it was against Mike Altman. The two opened up the fight feeling each other out on the feet. But it was Kung who connected with some kicks early that helped the momentum sway his way. With a minute left in the round, he connected with a spinning back kick that followed with the right hand which knocked Altman out cold. Three months later, Kung fought Brian Warren. The two immediately went toe-to-toe trading shots. But it was Kung who connected with the better strikes early. Brian continued to press forward before he got taken down by a judo throw. Kung spent some time on top position before the ref stood the fight back up. The two continued to throw strikes at each other and although Brian was moving forward more, Kung avoided most of his attacks and countered with some nice knees, punches, and kicks. Credit to Brian for continuing to move forward because it seemed like it was working. But then Kung connected with a right hand that rocked him. He came forward with more punches before landing another right hand that knocked Brian out cold. Following a 43 second victory over Jason Von Flew via doctor stoppage, Kung fought Tony Frickland. Kung opened up the fight with a hard left kick. He followed this with some side kicks and an axe kick. Tony came in with attacks of his own but those were all counted easily. Once Kung started to mix in his hands, the fight momentum quickly began to move in his favor. But credit to Tony for continuing to move forward. Yet Kung was picking him apart and even landed a right hand that knocked him down. And even though he got back up, he ate a couple more hard kicks. At this point, Kung was in full control and the announcers and crowd were loving every bit of it. This dominance continued in round 2 as Kung threw more wheel kicks, side kicks, knees and punches. Regardless of taking damage from head to toe, Tony was pressing forward and connected with some punches of his own. He was showing a lot of resilience in this fight and it seemed like he was going to be too tough to put away. But then Kung landed a left kick to the body. Tony was hurt and this led to him eating more strikes before getting dropped with a right hand that stopped the fight. Kung's next fight was against Sammy Morgan. Like many of his opponents, Sammy rushed in throwing strikes. But Kung avoided his attacks and countered with some nice kicks and punches. He also took the fight down multiple times via hip toss and threw some shots while on the top. The fight finally ended in the third with a liver kick that dropped Sammy and forced the ref to step in. On March 29th, 2008, Kung fought for the Strike Force Middleweight Championship against champion Frank Shamrock. The two opened up the fight by trading kicks, and even though Frank tried to take the fight down, Kung denied it and the two continued to trade kicks like it was a kickboxing bout. Then Kung connected with a right hand that really seemed to have gotten Frank's attention. The two traded more kicks, but Kung's attacks were more impactful, especially as he began to mix in his hands. There was one exchange where Kung missed on the spinning back kick which made Frank rush in for a takedown, but Kung survived and continued to throw with volume. Frank managed to back him up to the cage before the end of round 1, and honestly, I would probably give it a draw because it was really close. Early in round 2, Frank landed a nice right hand, but Kung countered with a head kick that knocked his mouthpiece out of his mouth. Frank was content with keeping the fight down after being tripped, but Kung definitely wanted it back up, and although he ate a hard right hand, he landed one as well. Kung was also throwing kicks to Frank's body, which sometimes landed on his right arm. But overall, the fight was relatively close. Kung started round 3 with two head kicks, one with each leg. This was followed with more 
head kicks, many side kicks, and a few nice combos. Kong capped it off with a leg sweep, and the smile that Frank had throughout the fight was gone. The momentum shifted Kong's way as he threw many kicks to Frank's right arm. But then Frank landed a right hand and hurt Kong, and from there, he pushed forward with more punches and elbows. Yet somehow, Kong survived and threw some shots of his own. The fight quickly became a slugfest near the end of the round. But it was Kong who won the final exchanges with a few head kicks and punches. It would have been nuts had the fight continued to the fourth. But instead, Frank's corner called off the fight due to his right arm being broken from Kung's leg kicks, thus making Kung Lee the Strike Force middleweight champion. And it only got better as Kung secured a major motion picture deal and began to appear in movies. And honestly, his role in the movie Fighting was huge at the time because MMA wasn't as big as it is now. But this obviously took time out of Kung's MMA career. So after a year and a half of being champion, he relinquished the middleweight belt on September 17, 2009. He came back in December of that year to fight Scott Smith. It was another masterclass striking performance by Kung who outstruck Scott for most of the fight and connected with some nice spinning back kicks. Two of those knocks got down and one of them was close to finishing the fight. It looked like he was on his way to a decision win. But then Scott came back and landed a left hand that rocked Kung. He pressed forward with more punches before Big John stepped in, handing Kung his first pro loss. Six months later, he fought Scott Smith for a second time. Scott rushed in with strikes and did very well in closing the distance. The two clinched up but Kung separated and began to throw some punches, especially with the straight left. Kung connected with a 1-2 that hurt Scott and this forced him to shoot for a desperation takedown. The attempt was denied by Kung who threw hard shots to the body of Scott and attempted a guillotine before getting pressed up against the cage. Scott began to connect with some punches, but Kung countered with even more, especially with his knees that dropped Scott to the mat. Kung closed round one on top. In the second, he landed a couple of right hands and a kick before Scott rushed in, but Kung evaded the attacks and continued to throw with volume. Then he connected with a spinning back kick to the body that hurt Scott. Kung threw more punches before the ref stepped in. This win was also his final fight with Strike Force before signing with the UFC. His first opponent with the promotion was former Pride middleweight champion, Vanderlei Silva. Kung opened up the fight by pressing forward and throwing punches, but Silva countered by swinging wildly and this forced Kung to back up. Then Kung landed a spinning back fist that dropped Silva for a moment. And although Vanderlei got back up, he still had to evade the spinning attacks that Kung was throwing at him. But in the final minute of the round, Silva began to connect with kicks and punches that hurt Kung who began to retreat to the cage. The momentum shifted big time in favor of Vanderlei. Regardless, Kung pressed forward at the start of the second and even landed a nice right hand. But when Kung rushed in, he got caught by Silva's counters. And although he continued to find success at a distance, especially with his sidekicks, Vanderlei rushed in with a barrage of strikes before landing a right hand that dropped Kung. Silva got a hold of a guillotine but used it to throw vicious knees. He separated and connected with a nice jab before dropping Kung again with another knee. The fight was finished shortly after with more ground and pound. He came back at UFC 148 to fight Patrick Cote. Kung was 8 years the elder. Patrick opened up the fight by pressing forward more on the feet and throwing with a lot of volume. But Kung evaded most of his attacks and countered with the more significant shots. By the third, both men were fatigued and although Patrick tried to take the fight down and close the distance by clinching up, Kung was still able to land the better shots and even secured a takedown before the end of the fight. After three rounds, Kung was awarded with the victory by the judges, making it his first and only win by decision. Regardless of the win, this fight was fairly competitive and this made Kung the underdog in his next fight against former UFC middleweight champion, Rich Franklin. The two headlined the UFC's first ever event in China. They started off by trading strikes. Then Rich threw a leg kick and this left him exposed to a huge right hand that knocked him out cold, handing Kung his most vicious win yet. A year and a half later, he fought Michael Bisping. The two opened the fight trading punches and kicks. And although Kung connected with his signature spinning attacks, Bisping retaliated with volume. In the second round, the momentum changed with a punch that hurt Kung's eye. Bisping began to press forward more because of this. Kung did continue to attack with strikes, but all of his shots would be countered with these. By round three, Bisping was in full control as his output was not slowing down. Credit to Kung for staying in the fight for as long as he did, but at this point, he was in survival mode. A minute into the fourth round, Bisping 
finish a fight with a big knee and punches. After this loss, Kung tested positive for elevated HGH levels. He was suspended for 9 months initially, but then that was increased to 12 after re-evaluating the situation. But this test happened before the USADA days and it came from a lab that was not WADA approved. The lab even destroyed Kung's blood samples before more tests could be done. So a couple months later, Kung's suspension was lifted. But understandably, he was not happy and not only did he request his release from the UFC, but he also filed a class action lawsuit against them for hindering his MMA career, which ended after this fight when Kung announced his retirement from the sport on January 20th, 2015 at the age of 42. So after going 9-3 and in a career that saw him become the Strike Force middleweight champion, how good was Kung Lee actually? He was a treat to watch whether you're a longtime fan of the sport or a casual watcher. His striking was so technical as he threw combos with various types of kicks that not only looked visually pleasing, but was also very effective. His opponents had no answer when he kept the fight at a distance. But even in close proximity, Kung was a threat with his knees and judo hip throws. It's a shame that he never developed his ground and pound or submission game as it would have made him an all-around threat. But that just goes to show how good his striking was as it was enough for him to go 6-0 and become a middleweight champion. But then Hollywood came calling and I can't blame him for taking the opportunity to make money outside of the cage. But the truth is, it really did slow down his momentum, especially since he entered the sport at the age of 33, which is pretty late. And as good as he did look in his wins, I have to admit that his competition wasn't the most elite. We could only imagine what Kung's career would have looked like had he entered MMA at a younger age. Because by the time he got to the UFC, he was close to 40 and had his mind on other ventures. Regardless of the short window that he had for his career, I would say that Kung made the most of it. That's why I would give his MMA career an 8 out of 10. He was one of the first MMA fighters to get major roles in Hollywood movies, which still isn't a common thing today, so you could imagine how big of a deal it was back in 2009. And aside from entertaining on the big screen, most of his fights were really fun to watch. Because as much as he was looking for the win, Kung Lee also wanted to put on a show. My name is Keon and this is my take on how good Kung Lee actually was. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? Please put it in the comments down below, because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's a lot for now, so I'll see you in my next one.